When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Freelance work has been growing steadily over the past several years, and some experts predict that by 2028, the total freelance workforce in the U.S. will reach 90 million people. So if you're somebody who's been thinking about starting a freelance business or just starting a side hustle, know that there is a lot of opportunity in this space. I know because I've done a lot of different freelance gigs, starting with... writing. Yes, it's true that most of my success as a freelancer came from being a social media manager. I have a ton of videos about that on this channel, but the way that I actually got into freelancing was by doing freelance writing. I got my first freelance gig on Upwork. It used to be called Elance. It was for a blog writing gig, $20 a blog post, just about random topics. It was for an education blog. So I could choose different holidays that I wanted to write about or different, you know, current events, things that were happening in the world related to science or politics, government, really anything that could be given sort of an educational spin. And the way that I got this job, like I said, I did find it on Upwork, but really my own blog acted as my portfolio. So this is really important. If you want to be a writer, if you want to do freelance writing, start writing now, start your own blog. It doesn't have to be about anything fancy. My first blog was about, um, like music that I was listening to. I would, I would write recipes. I would talk about fashion, beauty, just lifestyle, you know, things that I was enjoying at that time. So it wasn't super academic, but when I did apply to that freelance writing gig, the person interviewing me could see, okay, she actually writes in a compelling, interesting way. And I could see this translating over to the education format that we're looking for. Now, don't let the $20 a blog post scare you away. First of all, this was several years ago. I don't know, probably close to 10 years ago. So times have changed. Just inflation alone has made that number go up. But also know that that was my portfolio project. That was the first time I'd ever done anything as a freelancer. So over the years, I raised my rate. I would probably charge at minimum a couple hundred dollars for the same type of blog post that I was writing for that company if I were doing that today. So take a look at what's out there. And like I said, don't be afraid to buy that $20 a blog post number. Now, I then did continue doing writing. I started doing social media copywriting. So I wasn't fully managing accounts, but I was writing the captions basically. They were tweets and Facebook posts back, back in my day. That's what they were. Um, now you have a ton of different platforms that you could be writing copy for. You could be writing for Instagram. You could be writing for LinkedIn. You could be writing Twitter threads, something that's a little bit more robust and advanced than I was writing. But these projects I got through a referral actually. So the editor at that blog that I was writing for, she actually ended up starting her own agency and recruiting me to come work for her as a social media copywriter, because she saw that I did a great job for those blogs and I had mentioned that I was interested in social media. So the lesson you can take away from this is to never burn bridges, you know, always do a good job, even for those very low cost $20 a blog post jobs, they can get you to where you wanna be. And what I was getting paid for the social media copy, 
it would vary. It was project based. So some projects were $200 if it was just, you know, a few tweets. Others were, you know, $700 if I was writing a full content calendar for a month. And I worked with a lot of interesting companies. I worked with CRM companies. I didn't even know what a CRM was at that point in my life. I worked for senior living companies, which is really interesting. Um, a big industry, one that we don't really think about much. So yeah, that was great experience. And that made me a really strong copywriter. So I could eventually start doing social media management on my own. And we'll get to that briefly. Okay. The next freelance gig that I have done is video editing and production. So I actually went to school for video. This is probably the thing in my life that I've done the longest. I took my first film class when I was probably 15 or 16. And I really love creating videos. So I was going to school for video, practicing with portfolio projects, essentially for, for my classes. And I had an internship. I met a friend at this internship and they knew an author, a local author who lived in our city who needed a video shot for her publisher. Basically, she was coming out with a new novel and she needed something that her publisher could, you know, pitch her to to the press and things like that. So my friend, they recommended me for it. And I was very scared to say yes, because this was a real author. This is a real author. She's extremely talented, won lots of awards, very well respected in her field. I had a serious bout of imposter syndrome because I had only done school projects. And I think by that time I was doing YouTube for myself as well, very casually, nothing even this professional. So I was scared, but I said yes. And I'm so glad that I did. I said yes with my little, I had a, uh, what was it? A Panasonic Lumix mirrorless camera, great camera, but like not an expensive, fancy camera by any means. I remember I didn't have a microphone. So I had to buy like a very cheap lavalier microphone. Luckily, we got good quality sound or at least decent quality sound for what the author was looking for. And it was a really, really great experience. So that was my first freelance gig. I honestly cannot remember how much I was paid for that, but I know it wasn't an incredible amount. It was probably under $1,000. But over the years, I have done so many video projects that have really ranged in price from, you know, a thousand to ten, twenty thousand dollars. It really depends on the complexity of the project. There definitely is money in video creation. And nowadays, the wonderful thing is, listen, you know, I was trained in this. I went to school for this. But nowadays, you really don't have to be. We have these amazing camera phones that can take high quality video super easily. As long as you know the basics, you can easily go into a company and pitch them a set of Instagram reels or TikTok videos, you know, short form vertical videos that are higher quality than the business owner might be able to take themselves but that is still pretty easy for you to do. YouTube videos, you know, I see this a lot with realtors are a big market uh, that wanna create videos for YouTube or for LinkedIn or whatever their platforms are, but they just don't have the time. They're running around showing houses all day. So if you just come in with your camera, set up your tripod for them and boom, that can definitely be a lucrative side hustle. Really, when I think about the, the dollars and cents of it all, I have definitely made more money creating videos for people either in this way or in another way that I'll talk about at the end of this episode than anything. So video is huge. Video is everything. And, uh, I love it. Okay, so here's where the social media management came in. I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about this because I have 
pretty much my whole channel, my whole YouTube channel talks about social media management. So I'll link some resources for you in the show notes if you wanna get started with social media management in particular. But I ended up getting a social media management gig via YouTube. A startup owner, he watched my YouTube video. I was talking about a similar product in his space and he found me, he thought that I, you know, whatever, knew something about the industry he was in and reached out to me to see if I could act as a consultant for his new startup. I did some consulting, just, you know, some phone calls here or there, told him what I knew about the industry, told him what I knew about the space, gave him my general marketing recommendations. And then over time, they asked me to work full time. I couldn't work full time because by that point I was working in corporate, but I said, I can do some freelance work for you and also hire somebody else to kind of help share that full-time role with me. So that's what I did. I did all their social media stuff. So lesson from that, put yourself out there. Content marketing will literally bring your ideal customers to you. I had no idea I would get a client by posting a YouTube video about the influencer marketing space. That wasn't the goal. I was just kind of making fun content that I was interested in. So definitely start long form content. Authoritative content is super valuable. So start now, start talking about your passions sooner rather than later. Okay, so I was working as a social media manager, but the next way that I've made money is through email marketing. Now, the same company that reached out to me on YouTube, they were in the influencer marketing space, they were actually a French company. And so they had kind of all the marketing infrastructure built over in Paris, but they needed me to do that here in the United States. So they didn't have an email newsletter going out to their American market. They did have that stuff in Paris, but of course it was all in French and we didn't have a full-time translator. I know a little bit of French, so I did my best to translate and, and things like that. But honestly, I was redoing a lot of things for the American market. And so I upsold them to do email marketing. I knew that sending out email newsletters to our users, to our audience was going to be a super valuable way to just keep people engaged and just, you know, continue to be top of mind for our user base. So I used email marketing as an upsell and I had never really done email marketing as a service before. It was kind of a new thing for me. So this is definitely beginner friendly. Again, I leaned into my skills as a writer and I had written blogs before I'd written social media copy. So I figured I can write newsletter copy as well. So this was a great upsell. And I still think for a lot of social media managers out there, or even like website designers, things like that, email marketing can be a really great upsell because a lot of clients just are not investing in email. And for me and my business personally, email is responsible for a whole lot of my sales, probably more than social outside of YouTube. And it's really powerful. And without having that email marketing infrastructure in place for a business, for most businesses, at least, it's very hard to sort of get the desired results. So I think that this is a great upsell. And in case you are a current freelancer or just somebody who's looking to get into freelance email marketing, I am hosting a workshop with my friend CJ Thomas coming up here in the next week. It's going to be a four-week challenge four weeks of live classes all about how to monetize email marketing as a skill set, so how to offer it to clients, as well as the fundamental information about building up that email infrastructure. What is a lead magnet? How to set email automations? How to, you know, write subject lines that get opened? All of that good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun, so I'll leave a link for you down in the show notes, and it's also free for our Freelance Friday Club members, so if you are a member, be sure to check the pin post in the group. 
Okay, the next thing, I kind of mentioned this, uh, website design. I did Squarespace design specifically. Now I've worked with WordPress for years, kind of all the blogs that I had written for in the past were on WordPress, but WordPress is a bit too complicated for me when it comes to actual design and building. I know how to make edits and things like that, but it seemed complex um, when it came to actually designing things. I discovered Squarespace, you know, a few years into my freelance journey and I set up my own websites really easily. I always got compliments on them. So I was like, hey, maybe I start offering this as a service. And again, this actually kind of came to me. I had some consulting clients that I was working with and a lot of them were like, we need websites, or I just saw that they needed a new website or a website in general. And so it became a really easy opportunity for me to, again, kind of upsell them or just make that recommendation to let me take the reins and build them a Squarespace website. So for Squarespace in particular, there is a program called Squarespace Circle. If you are able to join that, there are a ton of trainings and resources about how to actually build Squarespace sites for clients because process is a little bit different. You know, you're going to need to transfer ownership to them. And there are just some kind of best practices for working with a client. So we definitely recommend checking that out if that's something that you're interested in. But honestly, a lot of what I learned about the actual skill of building Squarespace sites and you know how to make customizations, how to do things that were not just built right into the platform. I just use YouTube, you know, YouTube university. I just did a lot of research and I see that a lot of freelancers tend to be very nervous to offer something as a service when they don't maybe feel like 100% confident or they don't feel like they've done it long enough or they're the most experienced. And I kind of struggled with this with Squarespace, but you know, the thing is I was working, I was building Squarespace websites for people who didn't have a website and just the simple idea of doing a drag and drop website builder like Squarespace was so intimidating. They, they just, it was, it was over their heads, just like, you know, the things that they were doing for their businesses were way over my heads. So I also learned that of course, I'm probably not going to offer Squarespace design to somebody who has like the most beautiful, fancy website already and needs a new one, but I can offer it to somebody who has no website, who needs just a very simple site. Actually, that was my most popular service that I offered. It was called a three page simple site. And it just had an about page, a contact page and a services page and a homepage. So I guess it was technically a four page website, but I sold that. And you know, my, my prices are probably embarrassing if there were any uh, full-time website designers out there, but I think I was I was selling most of these sites for under $1,000. I think the simple site was like 750 But the thing is, a simple site took me a day to build. So if I even booked five, 10 of those a month, I mean, that was a good amount of money for me at the time, for sure. So Definitely something that a lot of people can do, I think. And then the last way that I've made money is UGC or original content for brands. UGC is sort of having a moment right now on TikTok and just all over the internet. I've also done some videos about UGC that I'll leave in the show notes for you as well. But essentially it is similar to video content, but where my first video client was an author. So I was shooting video of her UGC would be me shooting video of me basically acting as a representative of a brand. So just making this up, you know, I've never worked with this brand, but 
you know, um, we could just pretend if sure this microphone company hired me, I would be sitting here recording a podcast or recording a video and being like, Hey, this microphone's so awesome. Here's some audio tests for you, things like that. And then they would take that video and run it as at that time. When I first started, it was more Facebook ads. Now it might be Instagram ads, TikTok ads, organic, TikTok, organic, Instagram, um, organic YouTube videos and just post them on their channel. So this would go up on the shore YouTube channel, not my channel, not like an influencer where, you know, I would be posting it on my channel. Um, but it would actually go out as content for them again, never worked with shore, but Hey, if you want to sponsor me, I'm down. <laughs> so yeah, this is a really hot job right now. And I think there is a lot of opportunity in this space right now. Again, just like with video content, times have changed. So I was making money. I was making up to $5,000 a month creating YouTube videos for clients. That did require quite a bit of skill, you know, to be able to light my videos, shoot my videos, script my videos. I mean, I was doing everything. Well, that's definitely still a thing now. And I still do work with brands in that capacity to some degree, a little bit less now that my own channels have grown, but I do occasionally still work with brands in that way. But now the great thing is like, you can use your phone to make a TikTok. You can use your phone. You probably don't need to script it as heavily. You don't need all this fancy lighting and equipment. You can just pull your phone up, do a really quick storyboard and put some UGC content together. With that said, I think the rates for UGC short form UGC are much lower. You're probably not going to be making five to $10,000 a month. Like you might, if you were to be a full-time YouTuber for a brand or something like that, but obviously the volume can be much higher. You can produce more than four videos a month. You can produce like 40. I don't know. So there is a lot of this look on Upwork, look on freelancing boards. I've even seen some on LinkedIn. You can also just reach out to the companies directly. If there are companies that you really love, like, I don't know, I'm inspired. Should I reach out to shore and just like, see what happens? Maybe make a, a YouTube video about it. I haven't done cold outreach in a while. But, you know, you can totally reach out to some of your favorite brands and say, I use your microphone every single day. I use your lipstick every single day. Uh, I'm a content creator. I would love to create some content that you can use on your LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, and see how that goes. So I hope this got you thinking about some new freelance hustles that you might be able to try. I've had a lot of fun shaking things up adding different offers over the years and just doing different things. And again, if you're a current service provider or somebody who is brand new to this and you want to learn about how to start offering email marketing as a service, definitely join my four week challenge with CJ. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you. It kicks off next week. There'll be four weeks of live classes. We'll also be recording them and sending them out to you afterwards if you can't make it live. And there'll be some worksheets and assignments and things of that nature so you can really get up and running and start offering email as a service. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, please do subscribe. You can also subscribe on the podcasting platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. And leave me a comment down below on YouTube. If you are watching, let me know which of these things you've tried, which of these things you want to try. If there's anything else that you've offered that I didn't mention, I would love to hear from you as always. And I'll talk to you in the next one.